VHS files contain spoilers, adult content, and harsh language. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to the VHS Files Podcast. Happy Halloween! <laughs> Happy Halloween, fuckers! <laughs> Halloween, when you can pretend to be the scariest thing you can think of. For Eric, that was me. <laughs> That's pretty fucking scary, Eric. Dude, You, like I said earlier, you nailed the assignment. You get an A+, bro. Thank you. Thank you. Welcome to the VHS Files. <laughs> I'm Josh. I'm Josh. <laughs> The tattoo is what makes it worth it, dude. Not just the beard and the gunship hat, but the freaking tattoo. That is so The tattoo on. that matches a little too closely, might I add. I, I'm talking like it's good. Thank you. That's some good stuff. You know, right after there. I got I, after I got it, uh, Caleb, my wife was like, you know, you could have just used like a marker or something. You didn't have to get the actual tattoo. Well, he loves me so much. He decided to do an ode to me. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers to Josh and my invisible soda. Yeah, which one <laughs> of you is Josh? Which one is the real Josh? Mm. I'm so confused. We'll reveal it at the end of the episode. Remember, I don't know if I only had a brain. It's <laughs> if true. I only had a brain. Where's Toto? I ate that motherfucker. I made tacos <laughs> out of him. <laughs> well, happy Halloween, everyone. This is our Halloween episode. Tonight, we're going to be talking about Trick or Treat for you all. Uh, a, a horror classic in my house. How about you guys? Of course. Dude, I'm the one who picked this movie. <laughs> uh, no, not for me. I don't I don't uh, I don't love it. I, it doesn't. Uh, it's not like a classic for me. Wait, wait, I, th I thought you were Josh. I thought you were Josh. <laughs> yeah, that's not the response I would yeah. give for that question. <laughs> yeah, come on. I thought you were Josh. Oh, he's just joshing us, Josh. He's just joshing us. I got to spread mine apart a little bit there. You so it matches see, my yeah. hair. Got to see the logo. Part the C's. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're going to take you to a word from our sponsor. Hey everyone, Josh here. Just wanted to jump in real quick and say thanks so much for checking out the video. Thank you so much for liking and subscribing. If you're new here, thanks for taking a chance on us and hopefully you'll come back. We do want to let you know that we have another channel that you can subscribe to. It is our VHS Files Extras channel. It's where we put all of our short form content and all of the clips from the show. If you don't have enough time to watch the entire episode, head over to that channel, link below, and you can check out clips from each episode and whatever short form content we're putting out. Also, we are now Amazon affiliates. If you're interested in any of the movies we're discussing, if you're interested in any of the equipment that we use in the production of this show, it's all linked below. If you click on one of those links and buy something through Amazon with that link, it helps our channel out a little bit. It's literally pennies on the dollar, but every little bit helps. So please click that link and help the channel out just a little bit. We now have a Redbubble store with some merch. You can get t-shirts, hats, coffee cups, mugs, all kinds of things over at our Redbubble store. The link to that will also be below. Head over there, get a shirt, get a hoodie, get a hat, get whatever you want. Help us out a little bit, helps the channel keep going, and it will show your support for the VHS files. So please head over there, get you one of those. Thank you very much. 
And lastly, if you like our channel, if you like our content, if you like talking about movies, I like it! Head to our Patreon. It's linked in the description box below. You can help us out by becoming a monthly subscriber. $3 a month is the lowest tier. You get some extra perks there, maybe some extra videos, and then it goes up from there. So please head over to our Patreon, check it out, and please consider subscribing to our Patreon. Helps the channel keep going, helps us keep doing this, helps us have fun, helps us watch more movies. So thank you so much again for watching. And now, back to the episode. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Damn, Sam, you Two grew costumes. up a little bit from this movie, brother. Yeah. Sam's joining me tonight as well. Oh. Along with the one Jason got me a little a while back. That's cute. I think I like this movie a little bit, Josh. Just a little. Just a little bit. If you notice, all of the Michael Myers and uh, Venom stuff has gone away from Jason's background, and it's now just Sam. And nice. Sam. <laughs> As you can see, guys, I've got Sam on my shelf right here. Yeah. <laughs> it really is right there, too, by the way. If you want to zoom and enhance, that's where Sam is. Uh, that's a nice uh, Friday the 13th mask collection you got going on back yeah, there. Yeah, pick these up. Pick these up. Uh, uh, for They were only $800 each, so I felt like I had to buy it. And uh, Oh, hey. we got the lollipop there. Oh, I got the lollipop. I mean, look, we said, well, like I said, we got Sam here. We got Sam and Michael hanging out in the pumpkin patch back here. Sam. There you go. Sam pop. It has turned into a underground phenomenon. Like even Spirit Halloween pushes trick or treat stuff. They do. I was just there, and they had lots of stuff, including a, like giant dummies of uh, uh, Sam. No, well, that's what I have back here. Oh yeah, that's exactly right. That's yeah. Yeah, he comes with the light up uh, pumpkin. I turned it yes. off because it will play music. But what's funny is just. <laughs> Out of, I mean, me and Josh both collected pops, but this pop is my second most expensive pop. I like Sam, dude. It's, it's, it's I mean, when it comes to Halloween, dude, it's Michael Myers or Sam. I mean, well, I tell you, I tell you what, man, I'm not, I'm not mad about it. I mean, this movie is doing for Halloween what, what, what should be done for Halloween, in our opinion. If you haven't noticed, we kind of like this movie. Eric may be indifferent, but Jason and I really like this movie. There are things I definitely like about them. I don't dislike the movie at all. I actually had the pleasure of showing Eric this movie for the first time a couple years ago. So I'm anxious to hear what his rewatch of it is going to yeah. be like and what he came, came what what he came back with this time, if if anything, to to tell us that he's got problems with. Eric definitely wins the costume contest tonight. I have to say. Well, uh, not, I think you know, I'm thinking you're concept. biased. I think you're biased on that, Josh. I am. Yeah, I'm kissing <laughs> up to the judge a little bit. I mean, I I didn't think Eric could be any more handsome, and now he just you know takes it up <laughs> another level. Top. <laughs> Suddenly, I've become incredibly attractive to you. <laughs> that ought to tell you more about me. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty, well, we're going to start, start talking about Trick or Treat for Halloween here tonight. We're closing out the month of October with one of our favorite Halloween movies. Uh, Trick or Treat came out in 2008-2009. Uh, there's a bit of a story that goes along with that, but uh, it's directed by Michael Doherty. He's his first time directing a feature-length film. My birthday falls just a few days before Halloween. It's on the 28th of October. So growing up, 
Halloween and my birthday sort of merged into this very weird, morbid holiday where I would have birthday cake, but we were all dressed up in costumes, and then we would go trick-or-treating after the birthday cake and pizza. Uh, he had written for X-Men movies in the past with Brian Singer. Um, he wrote to co-wrote Superman Returns, uh, but he would go on to direct Krampus and the latest Godzilla, uh, Godzilla King of the Monsters, or maybe that was the one before the last one. I didn't realize he did Krampus, and that makes a lot of sense now. Yeah. Yeah, works yeah. works pretty well. Um, now, the first, you know, this is where things get a little wishy-washy here. And Jason and I will probably have a lot to say about this. This movie was produced in 2006, between 2006-2008. Um, official release date, I'm not really sure. I do believe the film was finished in 2008, but technically it made its first public appearance in 2009. Um, That's interesting because IMDb and Google has the release date as December 9th, 2007. Hmm. Yeah, it did. It uh, Well, the little history, it did premiere at some film festivals. Well, the uh, first first public screening I have here is Harry Knowles' Butt Numathon in Austin, yes. Texas. <laughs> Love Texas, Butt Numathon. <laughs> yeah, this was a movie. I remember when they were making this and we were seeing trailers putting on costumes, handing out treats. This is the one night that the dead roam free. Me and Josh are fucking foaming at the mouth for this. Like, finally, a movie that is just dedicated to Halloween everything, the mythos, the night, everything other than Michael Myers. That's the best part about it, for sure, is that it's, it's... Yeah, it's a holiday-themed Halloween movie, of which there aren't too many of those. Yeah, I mean, you got a few that have come after that. Like, there's a Tales of Halloween. Uh, I think there's another one, another anthology film where mm-hmm. it, it bases on Halloween night. But they pretty much trick or treat started that for them. Right. Uh, but I remember me and Josh were waiting and waiting, waiting, and they fucking put it on the shelf. Yeah. We were chomping at the bit after seeing those trailers, man. We wanted to see that fucking movie. We were like, and it made sense too. It was like, this is going to be the perfect thing to release in in or around the Halloween season. It's going to make people come in droves to the theaters. It's going to be a great Halloween movie. Great thing for merchandise. Yeah, like merchandise out the ass. I mean, you see how much Jason has. I have some of it. Like, but they shelved it, dude. Like, I mean, like, what was it? That was so bad about their screenings of this that made them shelve it for two years is what I want to know. I don't know, because wasn't it? A, it's a legendary films, isn't it? Yeah. Legendary did this. And I mean, he was Michael Doherty was obviously doing good things. He was writing on the X-Men movies. He went on to do other stuff after this. So obviously they thought he did something. So it was kind of like, why shelf this movie? But they did. And I think it was the dumbest. I mean, they cost them $12 million to make this movie. They would have made that back hand over fist with this and then the merchandising i mean like you said just look behind me i I, i've spent hundreds of dollars on saying i mean just me in one house and then what josh has spent and then the you know the dvd releases and the blu-rays and stuff like that so i mean it was a definitely a big loss for legendary to skip this i mean now they're making it on the back end years after the back end (laughs) Well, I mean, most horror, most cult horror movies, that's how it is. I mean, you don't get a good theatrical release or you don't get a release at all. 
and then someone finds you on home video. The thing with this one was, is they were, they were promoting it for a little while. They were putting the trailer in theaters and got us excited. And it was just such a bummer when we found out we weren't going to be able to see it. And then finally straight to DVD in 2009. And, uh, just it just seems such a shame like i've seen so much crap <laughs> in the theaters to know that a movie of this stature was put on the shelf makes me think hollywood was in just in a shitty place at that point in time something like it was i think what's what was around 2006 7 when this was about to come out i don't know because you've already had you know well past the whole scream thing i think horror was kind of in a little bit of a shitty place around this time maybe uh, I haven't really looked up what was out in that time. So, uh, Eric, why don't you take us back to around that time so you can let us know what was going on? We're sending you back in time. <laughs> well, this is heavy. Uh, well, well, Josh, uh, people would strap on their wide belts and their gladiator sandals while listening to hits like Burning Up by the Jonas Brothers or When I Grow Up by the Pussycat Dolls. Uh, then they'd hop in their 2008 Pontiac vibe and cruise up to the theater to play to catch classics like The Love Guru and Drillbit Taylor and Max Payne. Wow, oh great so time! That answers no wonder my they question. Shelled it. Yeah, everything yeah, else. With all was those failing. hits coming. Uh, Toshiba finally gives up on HD DVD in 2008, uh, ending the format war with Blu-ray. Uh, you guys know what they call. High re resolution video taken uh, since Christ was born. Call it ADHD. <laughs> uh, uh, huh? What? <laughs> what? Uh, Squirrel? Squirrel? SpaceX launches uh, Falcon 1, the first ever private spacecraft, into orbit uh, in 2008. Uh, the after party was kind of a dud, though. Uh, I guess they didn't plan it well. There's no lenses. Uh, oh, sorry. Uh, that space joke was not funny. Um, it's kind of like a Ryan's belt, only three stars. You know what I'm saying? Right. Uh, Michael Phelps won eight gold medals in, Be in the Beijing Olympics in 2008. Uh, you guys know that fish don't swim on Sundays? Yeah, no. they, they have to go to church and pray to cod. <laughs> and, finally, to cod. God! <laughs> and finally, here's a reminder of how far we've come in 12 years. Hit it, Josh. Samsung! Wow. To my crew. Wow. <laughs> to my hero. I remember when I had a sidekick. To my great escape. <laughs> to my cool tracks. To my cool tracks. Jesus. To my hot romance. My space. Yeah. To my quiet night out. <laughs> I just my wanted space. to say. Call, call me. me. The new Glide. It's from Samsung. It's for you. I, I was I was into those phones when they were popular. I have to admit, <laughs> I loved. I didn't have a Glide, but I loved to have a, a keyboard. I it was tough to leave the keyboard keyboard behind, like a, a full QWERTY keyboard. Yeah, uh, for the for like the touchscreen keyboard. I I I was I had the sideways one that would pop. Open, yeah, you know, so, I had the sidekick that did the little flippy. It flipped yeah, oh, up whenever you opened it. Yeah, and then you get the the double thumb typing going and awesome. 
We went back in time. Samsung. Yeah, we did. Now we're back. Now we're back to the present. Well, we went 15 years back in time. Um, This movie seems like it was yesterday for me, so I guess that's a sign that I'm getting old. I watched it yesterday. (laughs) I watched it yesterday. I watched it today. I mean, uh, you know, it's just... It's one of those, it always pops in the DVD or Blu-ray or 4K or Steelbook player uh, at some point around this time of year. (laughs) And uh, I just, it gets me in the Halloween spirit. And, you know, it's what I love about this movie is how it looks so much like it could be a CW TV show. Like it's very, it does look like television. I I kept thinking uh, Tales from the Crypt or something. Right. Yeah. Because it's the anthology, the little... That, yeah, it does look like television. I agree. Which is part of what I don't like about it. <laughs> I like the juxtaposition of that. Because that was really important to me, was that the atmosphere of the movie capture what it really feels like on an October night. You know, that it not feel like a typical horror movie where everything is just sort of washed out and gray and grimy, but there's a certain beauty and elegance uh, to what Halloween night really feels like. It doesn't, you know, take away from the gore or nudity or like, it's still a hardcore, like horror film to me. Yeah. You got foul language. You got boobs. You got people getting ripped apart. That's one of the aspects of this movie that I really enjoy. Uh, The other is the kind of nonlinear storytelling you've got going on here, which was very heavily influenced by Pulp Fiction. We really realized that the sort of intertwined Pulp Fiction model was probably best because it kept you on your toes. But the original structure was very sequential. It was a very traditional horror anthology in that sense, much more like Creepshow. But what we quickly realized in the editing room is that it made the movie feel really long. You know, even though the running time was still only like roughly 90 minutes and change, it felt long because every time one story ended and another story began, your brain had to reset. We Admittedly, I've only seen this twice, guys. Okay. So I watched right. it when Josh showed it to me and I watched it now. I, maybe one other watch. I can't quite remember, but I, there's always a spot around the middle. I think it's when Peter is burying the body or something. It's actually kind of near the beginning or the end of the yeah. first act or something, but yeah, it starts to drag for me. And I'm just like, I don't know. I get bored, bored a couple times throughout this movie for some reason. Their choices for the cast for this is at least the the three main characters, um, Anna Paquin's character, uh, Dylan Baker and Brian Cox, the old man at the end. Those were all their first choices for that. And oh, wow. luckily with him working on the X-Men films, he was able to get Anna Paquin and Brian Cox because they were in the X-Men movies. Um, right. Brian Singer uh, produced this. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, with Dylan Baker, he just really enjoyed Dylan Baker's movies. He was a fan of Dylan Baker. So he sent him a script and the storyboards and hoped for an answer. And then Dylan Baker came back like in full force was like, no, 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 I'm excited. Let's do this. I I also find that it's drawing inspiration from all kinds of other horror movies, not just the anthology style ones either. Like this opening to Trick or Treat is very much like a mix of Halloween and Scream. I don't know if you guys picked up on that, but but I love this opening, how it kind of establishes the town and the people. And like, I love that the first shot of the movie is in a sense, the last shot of the movie. It's one of those yeah. sort of things. Yeah. And uh, it, it's silently introducing you to every character we're going to meet with that throughout, throughout this movie. Well, you, you start with that like old timey video. During the spookiest time of the year, there are a few guidelines all ghosts and goblins should follow. 
but you know the terrors of trick-or-treating check your candy and blah 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 stuff you heard your whole life i love that and and that old-timey video of course you know brings the nostalgia of halloween you know over going back you know what, what does it feel like it's from the 50s or 60s or something yeah and uh yeah it gets your mind thinking about the traditions of Halloween and in a really great way. We get the first section here where you, was it Henry and Emma, the first two people, you know, show up after we see the, the witch girl and the car, she almost gets hit. And I mean, it just said, you know, be, you know, the rules of Halloween, that's what they tell you about. And even Henry, he knows the rules and he's an adult and he's cause she's like, Hey, I'm over this fucking Halloween shit. I, I hate Halloween blowing out the pumpkin he's like you can't do that you can't do it before midnight she yeah. he's breaking she's breaking the rules so yeah well let's go first of all fuck this girl <laughs> yeah fuck her and her hatred for halloween she wants him to clean up the halloween decorations on halloween night nobody would do this nobody does that shit not no. even the person who hates halloween who didn't want to put the shit up would not want to go do it at fucking 11 o'clock at night not only that they have basically the most decorated house in the neighborhood, I assume. Right. Dude, yeah. Besides, well, somebody we find later. Right. Their yard's pretty good. But, uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, because she's saying, I'm lit, you're lit, you're lit, you're not taking down Halloween decorations. Fuck that. You're going to bed. You're going to go pop in the porn video, which Henry does. And you're going to get your shit going. I mean, we're not taking down Halloween decorations. But sh- we realize she breaks the fucking rules. You pay. Oh, and also fuck her mom too, because she says if her mom comes and sees this place looking like a slaughterhouse, she's gonna have a heart attack. Fuck that woman's mom too. Oh, she has a heart attack. I, I would say heart attack. Do you think you. Sam mom. went and killed her mom later in the evening? Ooh, mm, I don't know. I think the loss of a daughter is enough. Or earlier. Ooh, maybe, maybe, maybe that would because be the sequel. Prequel is he kills. Yeah, we're hearing mom. that there may be a sequel. I heard in watching some of the behind the scenes stuff, I heard about some of the things that they didn't do for this movie that may end up in a sequel. If a sequel ever happens, it seemed interesting. I'll talk about some of them as we get through, but yeah, but I, I, this, this whole, you know, you see the, you see the perspective of this through Sam, you know, kind of like the same first person perspective we get from Halloween. And I find it also very relative to scream how you got this whole thing happening and nobody really sees it. And then it shocks you at the end with her head on a fucking pole, which I love. The makeup work yeah. in this movie is amazing. I'll go ahead yeah, and say all, that now. All the effects are awesome. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> that that image of the lollipop stuffed in her mouth as wide as it is like that. I, I think that shit. I, this is a great opening to a horror movie. You can't deny it. It man. is. Like, oh, no. I love this opening. I think this is one of the best parts of the movie. Uh, maybe my favorite part. I, I really love the, the look of their yard setting that up with the different things as she's pulling them down, that kind of stuff. It's a great, it's a great, uh, little, you know, short scene. Yeah. I even like the part before she gets killed, the kids standing on the sidewalk with the black hoodie and the white mask, just standing yeah, there yeah. staring at her. And then it's his buddies picking him up and he's moving on. You know, he's, she's being freaked out on Halloween. little Halloween yeah. reference there, obviously. Yeah. You know, and don't then... need to point that out. Do I <laughs> kind of, uh, obvious but what's funny is like when i was watching it this time around with the whole you know the sucker in the mouth all i could think of is like sam you know her hatred he, he's shoving it in her fucking mouth he's like smile bitch <laughs> shoving it in her mouth because she's got that really big face and it's like ah you yeah. love halloween now don't you 
The thing is, though, I don't think I don't think Sam would talk like that. And that's the thing. Like, Sam, I I love this little guy. And we we haven't seen him yet. So maybe I should talk about him later. But wait, wait. yeah, um, there's a reason why I like him so much. I'll just leave it at that. Yeah. I mean, and then you get your classic comic book opening sequence, uh, which is another callback to Creep Show, obviously. Um, but I, all the artwork that's done here is great. Uh, apparently this movie would not have gotten off the ground had it not been for their storyboard artist. So that was the mission statement working with Brian and Simeon was to craft this really great visual package that uh, I gave to the producers and the studio to sort of convince them to green light it and it helped. And then lo and behold, we get a movie. Not when we were supposed to, but we got one. It's interesting that uh, Iron Man also came out in 2008. Um, so this is... Yeah, I can fly. Kind of with the comic book stuff kind of coming out right before the yeah. MCU really, like, launches. Uh, you know, make, it made me think of, of of Ang Lee's Hulk, too, with that stuff. Yeah, but we don't books. compare that to that horrible piece of shit. <laughs> so I haven't seen that movie in... in forever so i don't even know if it's as bad as i think it is i'll probably never watch it again oh i watched it again this one of the things like it was popped up on one of the streaming channels you know what let's turn that on and i'm like (laughs) (laughs) next (laughs) speaking of wanting to vomit um the 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 shot of the kid dragging the candy bag down the street makes me want to vomit dirty nasty. what about the kid vomiting well yeah we'll get to that yeah okay. yeah obviously but th- just seeing the bag obviously dirty like it is yeah yeah everyone's got dirty sacks in this movie werewolves zombies and demons of every variety they've all descended on the normally sleepy town of warren valley ohio where the holiday and all of its strange traditions are taken very seriously which seems like the place that you would want to live in Small town USA, right? Look at the fucking Halloween party. I that's what I'm saying. That like, town. dude. What... <laughs> okay, if this if this town loves Halloween so much, why is everyone buying their costumes on Halloween night at a late night, right before the parade? Everyone's well, like, well, everybody. time to get a costume. It's just, it's just mainly those four girls. The place well, no, is packed place is with packed. people. There's a line that they have to worry about and go through the line. There's a, they're waiting in line. There's so many people. They're not like. It's not like the place is picked over and everyone's... Everybody had shit to do, Eric. They had shit to do, and they were like, fuck, I forgot to get my costume. I'm just saying, it doesn't fit with the with the, This Town Loves Halloween stuff. Well, maybe they were too worried about decorating their house. They were going to do themselves last. Most people are already at the parade. These are the stragglers that forgot their costumes. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, you're right. You're right. These are the stra- Well, It makes sense for the girls. I do admit they're, they don't live there. Maybe this is why everybody is there. Uh, because this place is notorious for how much they love Halloween. Halloween, the one night a year when we can pretend to be the scariest thing we can think of. Sam's there. These girls show up there. Do you think Why? Sam goes anywhere other than this town? Or is he, like, linked to this town? Yeah, is he like Santa Claus? or Right. Does he go anywhere? Could I he be found Sam anywhere? I to come to my house. I'll hang out with Sam. I'll give him <laughs> some candy bars. Yeah, you'd be fine. You just got to give him candy. Sam was inspired by Santa Claus, actually, and the Easter Bunny and the and the, the, the sure. Tooth Fairy. Sure, uh, it's an effort to make a, a magical character for Halloween. I think they succeed, but we'll get to that. But yeah, I love the setup with the girls here too, and of course you do. Of course you do. Boobs. Where this in where this story ends up ultimately <laughs> is where I'm ecstatic. Like I I love what they do with the story with the girls. 
Um, and you've heard the spoiler warning at the beginning of the show every time we have one. Spoiler. But we're gonna we're gonna spoil the fuck out of this movie. But when you you know when you find out that they're werewolves, I think that shit is awesome. Yeah, I I do too. I, although I, I I'm not the biggest fan of the look of the werewolf. Uh, no, I the look of the werewolf is pretty good. I think I it's, I, I, it's more of the dog like style. I like the reveal. It's a good reveal. A good reveal is good. Maybe at the end of this, after we talk about it, let's like try to rank our stories, like our favorite stories within. There you go. Oh, we can do that. We can do that. But Um, because some are stronger than others, and I think this is in the bottom half for me. I I I can I can see where you're coming from there, Um, but no, I mean I I just the thing is is the first time you see you watch this movie, and this is what what I kind of was making a case for with Jason. uh, I think off mic last episode, but. You know, I, I've gotten to a point where, like, I have to give a movie two shots before I really make a solid opinion of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and the first watch of this movie, I didn't miss all the goddamn signs that they're putting right in front of my face that these girls are the werewolves. I don't know why we drove out here when there are perfectly good guys in the city. Fresh meat. I ate some bad Mexican. Mom always said she was the runt of the litter. Hello. Yeah. And what made me <laughs> laugh the most is when she's telling the guy where the party is. You know where Sheep's Meadow is? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's Bringing funny. the sheep to the slaughter. Like, it is so obvious from the moment you get introduced to these girls, but... Your, your head's not there when you first start watching this movie. And that's what I love about it. Yeah, like, Lori's even wearing a little red riding hood outfit. Yeah. 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 It's all right there, right? Yeah. Couldn't be any more blatant in front of your face. But you don't pick it up the first watch. No, I didn't. Eric, you being the person who's seen this the least amount of times, like, did do you remember the first watch? Like, like were you picking up on any of that? No, not at all. I, I didn't know until later. Right. That they were had abilities or whatever. And I love when a movie can do that. I love when they can disguise it, but also tell you blatantly what's about to happen. Like that's oh. that's what I love about good storytelling. Is how they dress up the answer right in front of you the entire time. I still love the the guy, the uh soldier, the fucking thing. I love that line. That'd be two thirty three thirty D. I mean uh <laughs> double D. <laughs> Because, I mean, Ridiculous. she's like leaning forward with everything hanging out, <laughs> trying to read it. That'd be 230. The thing is, is that, that girl was not a double D. That girl was not even a D. Like, yeah. that girl didn't have very he just, good boobs. Yeah, he just starts saying yeah. measurements. It's it's, it's the, the corset doing the work. That is Anna Paquin's first line is, I am not wearing this. It's too small. My tits keep popping out. That's the idea. Oscar-winning actress, great first lines. <laughs> And what's funny is, like, we're talking about how late this movie came out. I mean, we got other X-Men movies, and she went on to do True Blood and got recognition there before this even came out. Yeah. And she'd already made the movie. So when this came out, you're like, God, that's a young Anna Paquin compared to watching her on True Blood for however many seasons that went on. We get a jump back to, we find out who the kid is kicking pumpkins over and shit, dragging the bag, and it's our, our other guy, Charlie. So we're moving on to the other story. And let me just say, fuck this kid. <laughs> Dude, yeah. Well, he's breaking the rules. He's knocking the pumpkins out. He's blowing them out by kicking them over. And stealing candy. Yeah, because I like that. He goes up for take one piece, and he's just loading up, and he gets busted by the principal. And he even I, says he's got diabetes. I, I love this whole exchange <laughs> with the principal and this kid. I mean, the kid doesn't say much, but... I, I kind of love how the principal is just sort of like blatantly honest with this kid and an absolute fucking horror. 
Like I think I think Dylan Baker's performance, whether you like the story or not, I think his performance in the movie is good in his story. We'll get to the other performance. Yeah. Yeah. I can mm. see what you're saying. But I mm. love this exchange on the steps when he's telling him, you know, about, you know, jack o' lanterns and Halloween. He's giving he's giving out the rules. You know, we're actually getting the lay down of the rules, you know. And he's sitting there, you know, with the knives, and you think something's kind of up. He's like, I had to go buy some new knives. Mine were dull. Who goes and buys a whole nother set of knives because they're dull? Who goes and gets a costume on Halloween night? I mean, yeah, people are just, they got shit to do in this town, man. Yeah, yeah. While he's eating the candy, he's still sitting there, you know, and you you kind of start, I love the, the Foley, the sound production right here. Yeah. You hear him gurgle <laughs> like it's good. Okay. Need a rope here? Get the bubble guts going there, man. Always check your candy. Because he's trying to be all like sinister, happy. He never even gets it out because he just pukes and he pukes right onto the fucking camera. That's really my favorite part of this whole story is how he's trying to be so cold and calculated and like this serial, like movie serial killer. And everything keeps bringing him back to reality that he's just a fucking guy. <laughs> like, right? He he's not really scary. Yeah. Right? He's the, yeah, he's the Barney Fife of uh, serial killers for this town, dude. He's like a joke. Yeah, but I mean, Dylan Baker's performance is scary. Like when he oh, is putting it on, yeah. I I think he's scary. But I just love that every time he tries to do something, he just continues to get interrupted. That's what I really love about this story. Uh, other than that, yeah, it's. It's not the greatest story in 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 the movie. I mean, I love that you're dragging the body and Charlie's pretty much dead at this point, puking down his shirt, which has got blood mixed in with chocolate. Is this a Metallica Load album? Is that <laughs> uh, but uh, he's doing it, and then the the doorbell rings, and it's trick or treaters, and they scare him. Yeah, when they start screaming at him. And uh, but you what? see the one kid, the pirate kid, he looks back and he's like, what the hell's going on here? You know, but this is we get our first real frontal introduction of Sam. Yeah, because the kids turn around and leave and Sam's there with his bag out. Yep. And I a fell nice in love right there. I love that. Yeah, it's just a little it's you don't you don't have any reason to think he's anybody other than a trick or treater. Other than the right. fact that his costumes really cool for a little <laughs> kid. It's a lot better than all the other kids costumes. It's yeah. not the it's not the costume in a box that you got when you were a kid with the plastic mask and right. all the, you know. Yeah. What I love the most about Sam is the fact that they actually got a little a 6-year-old or a, it was a, either a 6-year-old or a 9-year-old to play Sam. It was really important to me, too, that Sam be portrayed by a kid because a kid moves differently than a little person, Quinn Lord. At the age of nine, I think he came in. And we had little people, too, for stunts and for photo doubles. But for the majority of scenes involving Sam, I really wanted Quinn to be the person inside the suit because there's a sort of sort of awkward clumsiness that kids have whenever they sort of scamper around. Hey, look, Sam's right here. I was curious about that. Um, that's probably my favorite shot of him is that introduction. And when he turns to go off the, off the porch, like it just, you, you can tell that it's like a little kid running away from the porch. Like right. th that, those little nuances that they put into this movie are what set it apart for me. Yeah. I definitely like everything about Sam. Like I like the rules he follows. I like the look of him. Yeah. It, Sam's cool. I like, I Sam. like it. If it goes down the fucking porch, he's dragging his bag in here. <laughs> 
<laughs> fucking cat in the fucking bags, dude. <laughs> Love it. I mean, it's just the little things, man. It's just those little nuances that's like the sound people did in this movie is great. I love it. And this story also sort of introduces the fact that all of these stories are are going to be connected in some way. You've got everything going on in the backyard along with the the, the old man next door who they haven't introduced us to yet. Yeah. But you have this whole exchange that will come back later. And I find that super creative and just gives me another reason to think this movie's fucking brilliant. But we get into the house and everything that's going on with the creepy, I'm poisoning the kids. He's dragging the bodies around in the house. And uh, he gets outside to, he's obviously done this before. He's already got a hole dug, got a tarp over it. He's ready to go. There's already a body in the hole. With like worms and stuff all over it. I never noticed that until like the last watch. But yeah, there's like worms and shit crawling all over it too. Yeah, it already smells out there. So, what in God's name are you doing down there, Wilkins? Huh? Hiding bodies? The <laughs> uh, septic tank is acting up. Is that what that smell is? Yeah. It stinks like a dead whore out here. Again, like a, a dead on the nose joke that fucking works. <laughs> <laughs> but I, dude, and this is where, uh, I don't know. Uh, the kid, Billy, because remember, he's digging. You're thinking everything's going good. Daddy! Out the fucking window. I'm like, I want to strangle this fucking. Kid. See, this is this is the part of the movie that I'm getting. I'm, I'm like, I don't I'm feeling impatient. I don't know why, but like I I'm like, all right, let's get through this. And then he interrupts him again and again. And it's like, I, I don't know why, but I'm just like, I want to be on to the next thing. I'm I'm bored here. I can understand you why you think that way. I, I do I think, think I get and, it. Yeah. Yeah. Like Billy, <laughs> I love Billy, but Billy's a little fucking brat, dude. <laughs> Charlie Brown's an asshole. Billy Wilkins language. <laughs> That's my favorite. <laughs> That's the reason I like Billy, though, is because he says that. <laughs> it is it's funny to recontextualize their conversation because you're like, is this kid stupid? Like, he doesn't realize what his dad's doing out here. Like, right. First time you see that, you think that he's the kids just it's everything's going over his head. But in reality, he knows exactly what his dad's doing. And he's yeah. saying, Billy, just be quiet. You yeah. know, like be quiet. Yeah. Yeah, so. When he's talking to him, he's kind of hiding the stuff in the hole. Like, right. He doesn't. Does he know Billy can't see or I mean, he's on the second story. He can obviously see what the fuck they're doing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So. And then he's, you know, he's always saying that, don't forget to help me with the eyes thing. And you're yeah. like, he don't says it twice. That. So you're like, that's going to come back for something like, you know, right. that's going to mean something. But <laughs> uh, watching some of the behind the scenes again, Michael Doherty said that he wanted the kids to have this like peanuts esque feel and watching it again with knowing that, like, I do kind of get that whole Charlie Brown and the fact that they make the Charlie Brown joke about Charlie Brown being an asshole just makes it even funnier for me now. Uh, theory. Theory time. Okay. Okay. What's his name? Billy? Yeah. Billy. What if Billy grows up to be Art the Clown? <laughs> That's where he learned to make head jack-o'-lanterns. Michael Myers is good at making head jack-o'-lanterns, too. too. Yes. <laughs> True. Dude, you totally look like a Valerian. Yes. <laughs> you went from being Josh to doing House of the Dragon uh, cosplay over here. Now you need a, a House of the Dragon or a dragon behind you. Yeah. yeah. And then you hear all this shit going on, and then he gets the body in the hole. There's a kid still alive because then Mr. Creek can hear him. 
And I love him. Like he's shoving that fucking shovel, like down in his fucking wrist to the, the kid that's still alive down there. I'm like the shit going on in that <laughs> hole is brutal. It's very reminiscent. It's very reminiscent of that scene in house where he's trying to bury the big monster girl <laughs> and the hand keeps coming out from underneath the trash bag. <laughs> but I love the exchange. Cause you don't know about Billy. Yeah. Right. And he goes, Mommy, I want caramel apples. Daddy, I want to do that. Daddy, I want to go to the parade. Daddy, I wish mommy wasn't dead. You know, or mommy was still alive. You know, shit like this. So you're thinking he's going in the house, and then Billy scares the shit out of him. You get so the feeling he, that, he like, all this is because Billy, of what Billy wants. Not so much what his dad wants, you think? Or I, I don't know, like, what's the motivation? Because he's he does seem afraid of Billy, like... Well, that's right. that, that's the thing that they kind of leave open ended. Yeah. Like, uh, so, you know, when he says, Daddy, I wish mommy was still alive, like, does that give you the annotation that maybe he, he killed mommy? He killed mommy? Daddy, I wish mommy was still alive. Yeah. The whole thing. And when he gets in the house with all this shit going on, you're, you're thinking that the dad, he's going to fucking take, he says, just got to go down to the basement. And, it's like he's gonna fucking kill this kid. He's tired of his bullshit, the fucking whining yep. and blah, blah, blah. And he gets there and he has that knife behind his back. No, he's walking down there with a knife. And he's like, he's gonna kill the kid. And you see all of his mask on the walls. I was like, God, this is like Josh or Jason's house here. All the masks and walls in the basement. Too bad I don't have a basement. When he kept saying, and help me with the eyes, and you just see him shove that fucking knife down like that, and you hear it clunk, you're like, Holy shit, this guy just killed a kid in this fucking horror movie. And then when he zooms down, he's still alive. And then you see that it's Charlie. Yeah, he just head. stabbed it really hard for no reason. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah, because yeah, he weird... said help him with the eyes. He didn't cut out the eyes. He just stabbed the head. Subverting expectations. Like, again, like they're going to subvert. It's a cool twist. Yeah, they subvert your expectations of where the story is going to go in almost every turn. Yeah. You know? Um, and, and even when they don't, like, there's they still twist it a little bit. And we'll get to that with the last segment. But... Yeah, you figure all this out, and then there's the switch between stories here. You're still kind of following the werewolf girls, and then you get this other group of kids, which I'll dub the Peanuts. That definitely resonates. Like, <laughs> you like, I think everybody has has gone trick or treating and shown up at a Halloween party, like an adult Halloween party, where there's like a lot going on in there, and you're like, yeah, kind of looking past who's in there, like, whoa, there's a freaking party in there. That definitely resonated with me. Man, I want to go to one of those Halloween parties. That like a fun Halloween party. Hell yeah! Well, Hot what do we what do we think pigs. about the what do we think about the cougar offering them the drink and it'll be their little secret? <laughs> <laughs> their teacher, right? She was yeah. a teacher at the school. Yeah. I don't even know what that was. Coach Taylor was in a hot dog costume, but fucking a pig. I think. Oh my gosh. But this story kind of harkens back to the other aspect that Michael Doherty wanted to stick with with this movie was. To me, Halloween isn't just about the horror. There's a fun aspect to it. You know, if, if it was really terrifying, we wouldn't be sending our kids out into the streets at night dressed up in costumes knocking on strangers' doors. There's a certain safe, fun quality to it. And I think that's where these stories kind of work well as well. Like, you've got these group of kids who are pranking another kid. This is a very Carrie-influenced sort of story and i kind of get that with this one um with yeah. the the more attractive young man right manipulating the kind of nerdy girl Rhonda, yeah um Rhonda. Th who they call she's it a, she's an idiot savant an idiot savant 
me at that age, I don't think I would have known what an idiot savant even is. Yeah. But uh, they don't call her a very nice name at first. But, um, yeah. I, you know, I do like this story where it kind of, you know, you introduce introduce these kids and then they're just being your normal kids pranking a, a little girl that's just you know not yeah. part of the cr- part part of the crowd they're collecting pumpkins too and you don't know what they're collecting the pumpkins for and you hear uh what's his name uh schrader say yeah. that's all you got and he says yes yeah, somebody went through and busted up all the pumpkins charlie yeah get the tie into that so, but then we get the jump actually remember we don't follow the kids we jump back to the parade again Mm-hmm. And we go down the alley with the the dark stranger. This is the part of the movie I think you could cut. Um, yeah, it wasn't. It doesn't make sense. I don't like it. You basically, it's making you think there's a vampire, right? right? Yeah. Uh, so what does he actually do to that girl in the alley? He's just biting her. He's, he's just biting so, her with those. Is he really or is good. he stabbing her and we don't see it? Like no, no, he's falls biting. Down. He's biter. He's got blood in his mouth because uh, remember later she's like, right, wow, but she, does really she die? Good. Well, I mean, at this point, you're thinking it's a vampire. We already know that it's the principal dude. And like, maybe he is drinking the blood. Maybe he is trying yeah, to know. be, maybe he's trying to yeah. be Jeffrey Dahmer. Like, uh, we don't know, but I think it was a poor, like, and I understand it ties his story up and it's like, oh, he did bad shit and he gets what's coming to him. But I think they could have just did a completely different character it's, here it's like, almost like it's almost like a a, a bridge and a song that probably didn't need to be there yeah it's like that one extra thing that was like uh that might have been a little too much like yeah I, I, I i like the creativity how they're trying to tie everything together but it doesn't always have to to work like like they make it work with this one um yeah. i don't think he's super important to that story um but I, I do, you know, I you do want justice for him because he's doing heinous shit. But like, right, I don't know. anyone who breaks the rules has to die. So if they don't kill him, then somebody else has to kill him. I'm looking at the rules, right? The, the rules about Halloween. And if you break the rules, then you'll die in this movie, right? Right. What's his name? Charlie breaks the rules by breaking the pumpkins and he dies by the hand of the principal, mm-hmm. right? Principal breaks the rules. How? Yeah, is it by like, killing the girl I, I in the alley? I think well, uh, killing people. I think who just, don't deserve it. Yeah, he's getting uh, he's getting away with murder, so you can't do that. Right. Like I, I thought maybe it was because he was killing people who were enjoying Halloween, like the, who weren't breaking the rules. It was okay to kill the the Charlie kid. I don't. Yeah. I'm just. I'm trying to understand the 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 logic. Yeah. This is this is why I think this is the weakest link of the movie. Like Well, I mean, and I think well the only part I do like about it is he does that and I kind of like how she runs out into the parade and they discount her because it's a fucking Halloween parade. It's a girl running around with blood all and you're drunk. Yeah. They run she runs into Henry and Emma. Yep. Out there. Well, so that's a tie-in. They haven't made it home yet, obviously, cuz they're still at the parade. And when he shows up, he kills her. I like how he just sticks her right there next to the other drunk, passed out guy. Yeah, and, and leave her, and then we move on from there. I think. Uh, what so he about? does kill her. Yeah, she's dead. How? By biting her with fake teeth. Well, she was bleeding a lot. Yeah, yeah dude, he had blood. Pour- Did he like he, stab her? And he may I don't have know. Stabbed I'm just her later just to finish her off. You know. The, you, you know, this know. is. I, it's well documented that I hate parades. You hate parades. Yeah, yeah. I hey, hate I'll parades. give you a little bit of information about parades. If you like a parade, stand in the same spot. Don't follow it. It never changes. <laughs> <That's> great advice. <laughs> uh, 
Great advice. <laughs> I, um, but it, I don't like parades. I don't enjoy crowds. Uh, you got all these people looking in one direction. They're not paying attention. You got a poor girl that needs help. Nobody, nobody gives her the time of day. Uh, parades will get you killed. Okay. And they're boring. And you have to go early to like wait, get a seat, and then it's boring anyway. Ugh. <laughs> hate parades. I hate large crowds. Yeah. Actually, let me go ahead and just say, fuck parades. Yeah, I'm with you on that. I second that. I don't know if it's a Halloween parade. I'm going. Nah, I'm good. I mean, that parade actually looked kind of fun, but you know, whatever. But either way, we tie up this thing. We go back to the kids, and we find out. You know, Rhonda is very well versed in. Uh, Halloween, you know, Samhain. You must really like Halloween. You mean Samhain? All Hallows Eve. She's did we tra- did we ever say Samhain before this movie, Jason? Uh, I don't think so. I always said Sam Hain. Sam Hain was the way. Like, uh, you've got Danzig, number one, and his band, Sam Hain. And then yeah. you've got Sam Hain in Halloween 2, which we've heard most of our lives. Sam Hain. It means the Lord of the Dead. And then when she starts saying Samhain in this, I was like, is that right? But hey, tomato, tomato. Let's go ahead and talk about some of the cast members. Almost famous. Yeah, I know that, dude. I don't know them. I know her. You Haven't you ever heard of that guy? What, what's that guy who was in that movie that was out last year. I'm sort of famous for being almost famous. Almost famous where we recognize those actors in the background that we've seen somewhere. We just don't really know where we've seen them before. Um, a handful of them in this movie. They're, number one, I just want to say, I'm surprised that they have Anna Paquin in this movie. Like, I think that was their biggest get. <laughs> All right, do you guys like Anna Paquin? Like, you, you watched that show, right? True Blood? Well, I watched it. That wouldn't be why I like Anna Paquin. <laughs> do you no. like Anna Paquin? I think she's a good actress, yes. I liked her in uh, Almost Famous. <laughs> That's the flower the kid. Very bit part in Almost Famous. Yeah, very bit part, yeah. Um, but someone that I recognize in this movie that I see all over the place, but they've never really kind of gotten like that nudge into the, the big time is Leslie Bibb, the girl from the beginning of the movie. Yes, yes, yeah. she's on my list. Um, you see her in all kinds of stuff, man. It just doesn't seem like she can get over that hump into like stardom. She's just always an, an almost famous, like she's been the, like the romantic interest for people in movies and shit like that. But like never really like the star of the movie, you know? Right. The, the girlfriend or the friend of right. Someone Iron Man, Iron Man two. You've been called the Da Vinci of our time. What do you say to that? Absolutely ridiculous. I don't paint. Talladega Nights. It's like, you know, you see her, but I, you know, I, I wouldn't, I would be surprised if a lot of people know that her name's Leslie Bibb, honestly. Like, no, I certainly wouldn't, but I recognize her immediately. So yeah, yeah that's a perfect uh, suggestion. She does have that face. You just want to jam a giant lollipop in it. Yeah. <laughs> I see that face. I just want to fuck it. Right. Well, if that's what you want to see, this is the movie for it. <laughs> <laughs> that's actually going to be my pick for Almost Famous. What about you guys, Jason? I went with Dylan Baker. Thought you would. Happy Halloween. Yep. I like <laughs> Dylan Baker. So did Dude, I. So did I. Spider-Man. You know, yep. The original Dr. Kirk Connors. Mm-hmm. And then uh, he was a secretariat, Selma, a few other things. I mean, he's definitely got that. He, he's got that recognizable face like what's his name William H. Macy yeah 
they have that similar thing. He's kind of like the guy that the not Tom Hardy guy. <laughs> right. <laughs> they have that kind of thing, you know, that's with him and William H. Macy. Like they could almost kind of play some of the same characters. Yeah. So. It's like, it's when you're talking about a movie that Dylan Baker's in, he's like, I think William H. Macy's like, nope, that's, that's not William H. Macy. Macy. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I figured you guys would say him too. Uh, Brian Cox also, like, Brian Cox is, a, I mean, he's in a big TV show right now. Is, is no, it I think Brian Cox is a legend. I don't, I don't think that. Yeah, he's, dude. I mean, he's too famous. Been, bro. He was in X Men before this. X-Men well, I mean, he, he was the first Hannibal Lecter. Man, I mean. Yeah, he was a Manhunter. Uh, went in to do, uh, he was in Troy, the big TV show he's in now. Whatever. Rushmore. Yeah, Rush. Yeah, he's been in. He's been in too much to be. So what you're famous. saying is, is Brian Cox isn't almost famous. He's just famous. Yeah. What we're saying is go fuck yourself. All right. I'll go do that. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Was there anybody else you guys recognized in this movie? Cause it's, it's, it's a fairly like, like not nobody cast, honestly. Yeah. No, I mean, not really. I, I on my to... list, I had Dylan Baker and Leslie Bibb. So that's that was really, all. that's about all. At this point, I mean, even even at this point, I think Anna Paquin's a household name because of X Men. I think she was. This was around that heyday, like rogue. She was the rogue. I think we could split almost famous with Leslie Bibb and Dylan Baker. I think they can share it for this. They're both excellent examples. I I would say Dylan Baker is more has done more whilst staying yeah you know yeah uh, not a recognizable name but she's a she's a great uh close second place for me yeah he's got that recognizable face he's just not made he's been in just damn near everything you can think of that would be the greatest for me like to be an actor that has like a great career be in all kinds of awesome movies but not be like super famous that's like the the sweet spot yeah you can yeah you you're you're not in the tabloids no one's probably yeah. you don't really have to deal with paparazzi you're just sort of a working actor that that would be awesome. yeah i mean you're banking you're you're, you're, banking, you're banking yeah your you, bank has you good know, you got cars you're working with top tier actors and directors, directors and stuff like that yeah. but you're just a character actor that comes in in and out make your cash well what it is is he shows up and i said i thought we cast william h macy <laughs> What the hell? Well, he's here. We got you the next best thing. Okay, yeah. director. All right, Steven Spielberg. So back to where we were with the peanuts, as I will dub them. Yeah, we're back to the kids, and they're going to the queer quarry. Quarry. The query? They're going to the where? <laughs> yeah. Where are they going? <laughs> the query. The quarry. The query. I have a query. <laughs> So Eric, are you are you hot or cold on this story? What do you think about this one? This is my least favorite. Really? Oh man, I love yeah. this story. No, I don't like Rhonda. That's my biggest problem. I like your eye patch. Dude, I love Rhonda. How could you not like Rhonda? Uh her voice, her acting, her delivery, uh, the whole thing. Dude, she's just, an idiot savant. You're making fun of idiot savant. You heard that, people. He's making fun of idiot savant. She does not seem like anyone with any kind of disability. She, she seems, seems like a normal, like a normal kid, kid that might be shy. She seems like a normal kid that can't act. That's it. <laughs> just a normal Dude, kid with poor harshness. acting abilities. Harshness to the little kids <laughs> from a dad. He's so mean. Hey. 
Well, I I will kind of side with Eric on this one a little bit because what I find most interesting about this story is the story within the story <laughs> of yeah. the of the guy who drives the kids off of the rock quarry. No, no, he did not drive those kids off of rock quarry. Well, he was gonna. You know what he, I mean, Mister Fucking Details. They died because of him. You know, I I'm gonna admit now that I when I was writing my segment and it was talking about Michael Phelps. Uh, and I was looking for jokes. I, <laughs> I, I was trying to figure out a joke, that, like a swimming joke. And uh, there was a joke. That I, I, I didn't include it. Now here I am saying it anyway. But it was uh, what's yellow and can't swim. And it was a bus full of school children. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Dark. I left it off because I just thought it was in poor taste. Wow. <laughs> you guys uh, laughed. You're on the hook. Big bird tied to a cinder block at the bottom of the lake. I'll be the first person to admit that I like fucked up humor. So I do, too. I do, too. I love it. Yeah. What I don't like is recording myself making jokes like that. <laughs> That's what I don't like. And releasing it to the public. It's on the Internet forever now. <laughs> yeah. yeah, dude. Ten years from now, I'm going to get canceled for that one. <laughs> Eric, yeah. do you recall in 2022 <laughs> when you said... No? Yeah, I'm at the I'm at I'm at the presidential debate. I'm like leading candidate and, and they, they bring it up. It's like the October surprise. Eric <laughs> Shepard makes joke about dying school children. Damn it. Yeah. There goes yeah. the presidency. Yes, uh Jason from the uh, National Enquirer. Uh, uh thank you, Mr. Eric. Do you remember in two thousand twenty two when you made a horrible joke about drowning kids in a bus? No, that's not real. Will you please elaborate on this? That's uh deep fake AI technology. That was not me. It's fake news. That didn't happen. I'm sorry, Mr. Shepard. You're going to have to pay the amount of $1.2 billion to the families <laughs> of the that died in that school bus. Oh, it was fiction! Oh, God. <laughs> uh, tapping out of this We're talking joke. about current events here. We're getting more problematic. Files. You made it somehow worse. But we get here, and we obviously think there's something up. We go, Dude, I want to know in what town is there a working construction elevator that's going down to a quarry that has obviously had people die in it you know with the bus crashing there and it, it's working so these kids could just go up and down this rickety ass rusted yeah fucking and, elevator and the bus was never removed the bodies were never removed they just left uh, it the bus is only halfway submerged i want to know what kind of parents would pay a bus driver to drive their kids off of a cliff like <laughs> uh ask eric shepherd you know he, that's he pretty dark it, that they were like <laughs> it, like the idea that they were troubled kids like it's yeah. a, and it's it's a short bus let's mm -hmm. just acknowledge that it is a short yeah. bus with troubled kids which could mean an, a variety of things that's the um, part I didn't like. They were saying they were trouble and the, uh, it was like a stain on the community or whatever for their parents and stuff like that. Yeah. And I'm like, these weren't kids that were going out and beating up other kids and stuff. They're obviously actually we don't know what these kids did, Jason. Yeah. They could have beat up other kids. Yeah, we but I'm just they, saying they don't we don't get a full history of these kids, although well, we do get the kid that's kind of counting the yeah, thing, which so makes like, it seem like he's autistic or makes it seem like these are maybe kids that are on the spectrum or you know, right, like, right, yeah. right. And it's like, well, let's just drown them all so, so that's what i'm saying you've got to make the it makes these parents even worse it's not the fact that their kids were horrible it's just that there was something wrong with them and they didn't want to deal with it anymore and that's what they say yeah they're, they're they seem to be drawing lines between that and Rhonda, right like Rhonda survives because 
you know, she's not bad like the other kids that would pick on people right. like that, or that she's like them also, that she's maybe on the spectrum. They suggest this with certain terminology, the R word. I think that would be where you have to make the connection to Rhonda yeah. and these kids. And she's a little like, you know, a little strange, a little socially awkward, things right. like that. Mm -hmm. uh, but she just seems a little socially awkward. She doesn't come across to me as as autistic per se. But right. Uh, but yeah, it's I don't feel like uh, she's a great performance. I like the story, like you guys said. I like the costumes, the imagery on the bus. Like, oh, dude, those costumes are costume. creepy as fuck. They are good. They are good. I love the the classic Dracula mask and some of that stuff. The clown like, mask. My favorite one is the bag, bag with the dude. smiley face yeah. on. <laughs> it's like so cut out good, magazines. Dude. It yeah. is. It's funny to look at, but it's it's slightly fucking creepy, man. Like, right. yeah. In the right context, it's creepy. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that's, that's what I, I like about that one. And and it, it's heartbreaking when you see the kid in the Dracula mask, you know, just keep saying wrong way, wrong way. Like, wrong way. yeah, it, it makes it hard to watch. I, I will say that it makes it hard to watch. I like that. He gets loose. And then you think the bus driver is going to get his too, because the kid drives the bus off of the cliff. He doesn't know any better. Right. Uh, but then, of course, we see the bus driver survives. He's climbing up on the edge of the quarry, but the, everything's done. Everybody thinks he's dead. The driver died or whatever. It's all done. Right, because apparently no one went in. No EMTs, no coroner no. went in. No police went in to get the bodies out of there. They left them all down there. They just assume the bus driver's down there, too. I, well, that's kind of weird, but all right. And we keep this elevator powered up, ready to go. This is goofy, you guys. This shit is goofy. All right, but maybe one of the parents was like the mayor of the town or a police chief, and he kind of just wanted it taken care of. And he says, hey, I got you. I'll cover. Yeah. I mean, he is still alive, so, I mean, there could be some truth to that. Yeah. But, but anyway, we cut back to now, and they're obviously playing a fucking horrible joke on Rhonda because of her... Whatever he was like, said she may be on the spectrum or just slow or something like that, but she's smarter right. than all the other ones. It is a cruel joke. Yeah, I mean, she falls down. It's a joke going bad. She breaks her glasses, knocks herself out, and they're scaring her. I love when she wakes up and fucking wow, knocks the fuck out of the one. <laughs> dude, I was like, that's awesome. I'm glad you. But she's crying, dude. That's when I start feeling bad for her, man. It's like she's crying. Before that, you thought it was funny. You sick bastard. No. <laughs> My name isn't Eric Shepard. I don't have to get canceled in 2042. And uh, I, I love children. I don't want them to die in a bus wreck, Eric. I don't, I don't recall saying that. <laughs> <laughs> Can I get the transcript of this show? That was AI deep fake. Like I said, you get down there and it's Halloween night, you know, and that's what she's talking about, where the veil between the living and the dead or is the thinnest, all this kind of stuff. And they realize, oh shit, we fucked up. We played this horrible trick. And then all of a sudden they hear the voices and what the hell's going on. And then you it was a uh Schrader and Rhonda are still up there and they hear them screaming, they're like, Oh, what the fuck are they doing again? Blah blah blah. And then they're running, they say, you know, I love the when the one girl that had the the braces the uh the, she gets drugged back by her fucking chains yeah and, i do like the chains like they've got chains hanging from them which makes them easier to catch which is kind yeah. of a nice little detail but you know all that's happening and everything's fucked up the that's why i said i like ronda 
because Rhonda gets on the fucking elevator with her pumpkin and sits there and they're like, help us, help us, help us. She reaches to pick the key up. You think she's going to, and she puts it in there and turns that motherfucker on. And she goes, that's why I love Rhonda. She actually, went, I don't know if you've seen this movie, Jason, but she does not turn a key. She pushes a button. Oh, pushes the button. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I think I know this movie a little better than you do. Okay? Yeah, you do. At that point. <laughs> a little but better. either way, she goes up. I, dude, it would have been better here to just do a Danny McBride, just like, hey, <laughs> going up the fucking elevator. You know, fuck you guys. That's the part I like. And I love the shot of the out shot of her coming up the elevator and it stops and opens and it kind of zooms in. And then you get Sam hanging out watching her. And it's just like they pass each other like they're friends. Oh, yeah, he's in. I think that's the one where he's in like the um, the pipe. Yeah, like a culvert. He's standing in the pipe. And I love, she walks by and he just kind of turns his head and it's just sort of like one of those. Oh, but (laughs) speaking of Sam, uh, in the flashback, he's there poking a crow. Uh, He has a crow and he's playing with that as the bus goes by. So he was there then too. Maybe that tie in, I wonder, to Sam's costume being the way it is, being. Yes, it is actually. (laughs) Oh, yeah. So when I started designing him, I was imagining this feature called Sam. And there's this little character that is born in a pumpkin patch. And you know, you'll see like a knife come from inside a pumpkin and start carving uh, his way out. And then he grabs a, a mask off of a scarecrow and he's, and he's off into town to you know, enforce the rules of Halloween. Uh, it's, it's a scene I'd love to see Mike shoot someday, maybe for a sequel or something. I do like that Sam wears a costume because it's Halloween. Yeah. Right. Like he wears a mask. Yeah. That's not what he looks like. Of course, he looks crazier under the mask. But I do like that he he has his costume on. He's following the rules. He's got his costume. He's trick or treating. He's not just a monster, you know. True. All right. So we're back to Lori and she's hasn't found a man. She's talking to her sister on the phone. She knows she's got to get out to the party because I love how her sister. I found you a guy. He said, is he good looking? And you see the baby got dressed. The no, she says, is he young? Is he, is he cute? cute? Yeah. No, he says, good. is he young? Have you guys watched this movie? She says, is he young? And, and he's dressed like a baby. And she goes, oh, yeah, he's young. Like, that's the baby joke. Get, get out of here. Get out of here. Apparently, that joke went over mine and Jason's head. <laughs> you know, we have seen it too many times. We just don't pay attention to that shit anymore. But you still get the the little red riding hood aspect of it of her and this and, and then the guy following her. Um yeah, cuz we see the stranger notices her before she goes walking toward Sheep's whatever it's called. Sheep's Meadow. Meadow. <laughs> yeah, and and this whole pursuit of her like it's a good little twist of of this and um <laughs> <laughs> hey, 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 Eric! Did, did they have your white? Did they have your white rim sunglasses back? Yeah, there? I just, I just getting some new frames. Go ahead. <laughs> Go shopping. You can be it. anything you want to be today, Eric. It's Halloween. It's, yeah. it's fun. It's but fun. Uh, yeah, but like you said, the little red riding hood episode. She's walking through the woods. I like it. The whole pathway is like lit with pumpkins. Like, you know where to go. I mean, is this like a party central or did these girls lay out the pathway to, hey, come see, that's something that doesn't quite tie because it's like, oh, we're going to this party in the woods and there's a path of pumpkins to it. It's like, how secret is this party? I mean, depends on how far out in the woods they are, I guess. I guess yeah, they, they had to have set this up, right? They they set it up and they draw these dudes out there and they're, you know, you, you think that she's a virgin. 
Is she a virgin? She? A virgin? Yes, a virgin! Well, yeah, they said she is a virgin. She's She hasn't had her first kill. Yeah, yeah. that's the thing. Is what is, they're uh, really talking about? Yeah, double double meaning. Double years meaning. Old. Yeah, double meanings. 22 years old. You're still a virgin. We understand. And she's just waiting for the right thing, you know, right guy or whatever. But, so when they're at the costume store, the sister says it's tradition. Mm-hmm. Is she talking about the costume or the killing someone on Halloween? I think it might be a little bit of both because she said, I hate this cost or whatever like that. And she said, it's tradition. So I kind of wonder if they all had to do. I think this. she's saying just that they have to wear costumes. Yeah, that. OK, that makes more sense than anything. Anyway, it, it, you know, it's funny that they put her in the Red Riding Hood costume, though. I, yeah, for sure. And then the stranger finds her in the woods, attacks her. And you think, oh, shit, you know, and then we cut back to the party. All the crazy shit's going on. And then we see this black, I mean, not black coat, but the uh, her Red Riding Hood thing fall from the fucking tree line. And you're like, shit, he was a vampire. He fucking killed her. He drops her there. And the vampire is coming to kill all the girls now. And I love the reveal. It's my first time, so. But the the influence for these girls turning into werewolves was from the howling. For me, I don't think it was until we saw the howling that you actually saw female werewolves. And I could never shake that image from my head. I'm guessing it's the, the nymphomaniac and not the puppy dog at the end. Because <laughs> none of these werewolves look like that, but um, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, yeah. I, a link to the howling right here. It was inspired that these females would be werewolves. Well, I like it because you know after they unveil and they start talking to him, you see Laurie's character walk in there and she's got blood on her. And he said, "What happened?" He said, "Well, he bit me." And you kind of see him looking around, and he sees all these guys on the ground. And they're dead and they're bleeding that's, from the neck. That's and- the reveal that I was going to say was yeah. you've got this party going on in the background. You kind of you pan over to this situation, and as you pan back, you realize only the women are still alive. All mm-hmm. the men are dead now, and I that's a great reveal. Like that's yeah. a a cooler reveal than oh he's not a vampire or fake teeth that uh like i just love that sort of where the camera lifts up and you start to get the lay of this party and like everybody's dead yeah uh hot dog guys dead everybody's dead <laughs> cue the marilyn manson tune right, <laughs> right marilyn manson and, and you know something's about to fucking happen and dude i actually like the transformation of if they're kind of doing the whole skinwalker transformation where they just rip the layers of skin off i wanted to ask you guys i mean since we have talked about the howling so very recently and the transformation in that and if it was good or bad like this is a different take on it and i i I do like the the pulling off of the skin and everything gives it a different feel i think it's it's and they they wanted to do that they said they they'd seen the transformation of the snout growing and all that stuff they wanted to do something a little different and i think they succeed i think it works Oh, absolutely. Dude, I think the, it looks great. Uh, I love I'm, the uh what the the blonde sister, the older when they stick the fingernail in the back and start opening up her it's like a zipper, skin. yeah. Yeah, yeah. just peels it back. Dude, and grabs the arm. I love it the one that throws her leg up on the tree stump and just pulls off the freaking skin. Well, and, they start they start undressing first, which I think also yeah. plays into that metaphor of like Yeah. So they yeah. they start to take off their clothes first, and then they take their skin off yeah. too. And we get us some uh, werewolf boob reveal there. That's pretty nice. <laughs> werewolf boob. Werewolf boobs before they're hairy. Yeah, uh, 
there would be like eight if we yeah. if you got it after right <laughs> no if my dog no. is any indication of how <laughs> dog nipples work i believe so there there are parts human to the oh, dog like thing okay so they've got the other features but when it comes to they retain their human breasts yeah, is that what you're saying so. that's what i'm going with yeah me and the werewolf people uh, all Jason's werewolf people out there, sound off and let us know um, how many nipples a werewolf has. Yes. <laughs> does it? Yeah. Does it stay too, or does it grow? But, but I can honestly say this after you know, because this didn't come out till later. We were already watching True Blood and everything like that. Uh, she looks pretty damn hot as a werewolf when she's sitting on top of him, and she's already her face is changing. That's pretty nice looking. I was like, okay, Anna Paquin. Well, I gotta say, Jason, this sounds like. Uh, definitely a fantasy of yours. Uh, <laughs> I think this is tapping into something. <laughs> hey, if this is what it takes to become a werewolf, I'm down. You don't feel too bad for old uh, Mr. Wilkinson or whatever his name is. Well, because look at everything he's done all night. What a already. way to go. God, if James Woods was watching this movie with Jason, he'd look over him and go, Did that give you wood? Mahogany. Mahogany. <laughs> <laughs> This is yeah. This is this is Jason's like Princess Leia uh, fantasy. <laughs> I think. I want you to go put on this Red Riding Hood outfit <laughs> and this wolf mask. <laughs> oh, great! But uh, it's a good scene. I mean, like Eric said, it's probably not his favorite scene, but it is definitely good. Like I said, the only thing I wasn't too keen on is, you know, I'm picky about the way my werewolves look in movies. They're more of the dog, like, because he's walking up like this. He looks more like they're in the dog position of their bodies instead of standing upright. It's doggy style, Jason. Doggy so if style. they're if they're <laughs> on all fours, wouldn't we just assume they have multiple like uh not multiple, but eight nipples? Dude, it's like him hung up with nipples. It's Joshua pubes. I gotta know. <laughs> Inquiring minds want to know. When does this happen in the story? Because you remember when uh, Ron and them were walking. Werewolves. Did she hear them howling? Them it, howling after they make their kill? Yeah. Probably, right? Yeah. And then we cut to animated werewolf sex. <laughs> yeah, animated werewolf sex. <laughs> now I'm trying to remember, guys, at the very end, when we're back at the beginning again, do we see Rhonda or any of the kids in that? Yes, we, we do. We, we see, see Rhonda. We see Rhonda. No, we don't see the kids, right? We just no, see Rhonda. We, see, we Rhonda. see all of the surviving characters. That right. I'm just talking about yes. timelines, right? Yeah. We're that because that's that takes place before the girls kill the the things, and that's Rhonda walking by herself. Does she have? Is that is is Rhonda? Has she already? Watched yeah. your friends die at that point. Yes, yes. At the so end that's of the movie. before the girls. No, this is after the girls have done their deed. In, when they're in the car at the end, that's yes. after. Yes, mm -hmm. this is the. So after they put party. their skin and their suits, uh, their costumes back on. That doesn't. Yeah, make they sense. still got to put that shit back on. They got to go back to living their regular lives. No, 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 no. Yes. I, okay, but no, because it's the beginning with the with the girl and the guy. No, no, no. Okay. The beginning Bib? of the movie is the end of the. Movie. I know. At the end of the movie, which is the beginning of the movie with Leslie Bibb, the car drives up and it's got all the girls pre-transformation. No, it's afterwards. You think it's afterwards? It is afterwards. It's them switched back. They have switched back to human form and are leaving. They're laughing because they just had a grand old time at their werewolf party with their werewolf friends and Jason wasn't invited. I wasn't invited. 
<laughs> seems like their costumes would be covered in blood and 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 their makeup wouldn't be perfect anymore and all that kind of stuff. No, the costumes would be covered in blood because they took it all off and laid it to they the side. They tore it all off. They didn't neatly fold their Maybe shit. Maybe they did. Maybe you didn't see it. <laughs> I don't know about the... I would like well, to watch the well, end of that again. Let us know and, in the comments below what you think about the end of this movie. I would like to just see a timeline of this movie and where everything fits together. You know, <laughs> Eric, this is an inception, man. We don't need a whole breakdown. It's not that hard. <laughs> Did you ever want to know the timeline of trick or treat? It's probably pretty fucking easy, but we're going to lay it out here for you anyway. <laughs> Oh. Well, until we can figure out the timeline to this fucking movie, Jason, whose tagline is it anyway? Hey, this is the Halloween version of whose tagline is it anyway, where the points matter and Josh can go fuck himself with a candy cane <laughs> or whatever. Candy cane? I don't know. Just something candy. What is this, the clerk's comic book? Yeah. Oh, good reference. <laughs> All right, taglines. Again, uh, I write some. Hollywood does. Let's see which one of these idiots can figure out who it is and how bad I wrote them this week. Uh, we're going to keep it small. Five, Josh said. It's all I get. So I don't get a 20-minute segment like Eric does. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> Shots fired! what I do? All right. Ready? Here we go, guys. You ready? ready? Tr Trick-or-treat version here. And the good thing about it, this movie has been re-released a few times. The rules were meant to protect us. Fake. Fake. It is fake, I wrote. I'm still in it! Poison, drowning, claw, or knife. So many ways to take the life. Hmm. Wow. Wow. Um, I'm gonna say fake. Yeah, I, I'm going to say fake as well. It is real. Oh, sorry, Eric. What do you mean? <laughs> he, he led you astray because Eric's like, we're tied now, so I'm just going to keep answering what Josh answers. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you ready? You better watch out. I'm telling you why. Sam is coming to town. Fake. Fake. Um, I'm going to say it's real. It's real. God damn it. <laughs> it is real. I could not believe that. I was like, that is corny shit. And one, I figured both of you would get it wrong. Here we go, folks. Are you ready? Uh, number four. Are we ready for number four? Give me something good to eat. Real. I think that's real. Yeah. It is fake. I wrote it. Oh, that is a good one, Jason. What trick or treat? Give me something good to eat. I just felt like it goes together. It does. It's a great tagline. Yeah, absolutely. Why did they not put it on there? And a weird little spoiler, too. That, that'll be the like tagline a... for the next movie. You better pay Jason his royalties for that. Yeah, pay me my royalties now, Michael Doherty. All right. If you don't follow the rules tonight, you won't live to see tomorrow. Fake. Fake. Both wrong. Hollywood wrote it. I think mine was better than Hollywood's. Did anyone get a point? Did I think I'm the only one who got a point that game. Yeah. No, yeah, uh, Eric had two. You got three. So uh, Josh wins. Wow, imagine that. <laughs> I, I'm so used to losing. I, I don't even, it doesn't even bother me anymore. Love it. 
Love losing. I, I'm a loser. I don't care. I'm a loser, baby. So, all right. There it is, folks. Taglines. Tell me which one you think is your favorite tagline. I think mine. I think the trick or treat. Give me something good to eat is fucking awesome. Pretty I think it'd be trick or treat. Give me something good to eat. Part two. Smell my feet. Smell my feet. Michael Doherty, if you want that tagline for your next trick or treat movie, it's going to cost you four thousand dollars. Four thousand. <laughs> they got a twenty. Yeah, a twelve million dollar budget back then. We are taking we are taking lower offers if you want to uh at minimum forty thousand minimum forty and I want on the back end too for any merchandise with it printed mm. on it. Mm. And Jason wants a werewolf character named after him. Yeah, and I need a werewolf. I actually I want to be in the fucking movie. <laughs> <laughs> I'll play a character in the movie. You can, can play be... the cranky old Ebenezer fucking Scrooge character that's at the end of this one for the next one. I want to be the guy. I want to be cast as the guy when they start putting out Christmas decorations in the store before Halloween, and he goes through and fucking burns the fucking place to the ground. That's what I want to play, dude. This would be a great premise for a movie. It's falling down, but it's someone who is that pissed off about Christmas yes! decorations being yes! put out while it's still Halloween time, <laughs> dude. That's what I mean. I work in retail at a hardware store. I've been putting out Christmas shit for two days. <laughs> and it is eating at my little black Halloween wolf heart that I have here. <laughs> Michael Myers is weeping in the corner because I am putting out Christmas before Halloween. But we've got one segment left in this movie here. And this is and the... this is where I'm thinking Eric's argument may be correct. Oh, because I, I wrote this note down. That when it goes to Mr. Krieg's part, it says earlier. Oh. Uh, At the bottom of the screen, it goes. I don't even remember that it says earlier. That's yeah, funny. I got it right here. It says earlier. Dot dot dot. They showed up to the house to go trick or treating to Mr. Krieg's. We're getting up to there. The yard. I love it. They're knocking on the door. Treat. Open the door, and you see the glowing eyes. You're like, oh god, we just saw werewolves you know, happening. So it's like, they're a werewolf in the house. Cause there's like wind blowing. And I'm like, who, what did this guy do? Set up his dog and have a fan at the door to blow wind yeah. at them to scare the shit out of them. But that's where he fucks up is he steals their candy using his dog. Yep. He doesn't give them candy. He nope. steals their candy, but it was a trick and you're supposed to give one of the two. It's a trick or a treat, but he tricked them. I don't think that's how the rule works. I think it's, you give them, treats or you get tricked anyway go ahead josh. Right, go ahead josh he's got something on his mind spit it out here's the thing anybody who hates halloween as much as this guy appears to halloween halloween i've never heard of halloween, <laughs> halloween. josh said it wrong halloween is, is this that adam sandler movie Hubie's Halloween. <laughs> it's <a> halloween <laughs> <laughs> But if this guy didn't like Halloween so much, would he put this much effort into putting glowy eyes on his dog to scare the shit out of kids? Maybe if he wanted candy and he just didn't want to go out and get it. And he's like, I'm going to steal their fucking candy. Well, keep in mind, he lives in like the Halloween capital of the United States, if not the world. <laughs> yeah. I mean, right. Like he has kids Sam... come into his house all the time, I assume. Yeah. Uh, on Halloween. And he's doing his best to like scare off the, the few that are still willing to uh, come by his creepy old house, you know? Also, he's tortured by the memory of the kids in Halloween costumes 
that uh, he nearly died with. That's that's kind of what I was linking it to is he probably doesn't want to be involved, you know, for the obvious reasons. I mean, when we go inside, you see that he's burning pictures, which conveniently this Halloween, he happens to be doing this. Uh, but yeah, I mean, <laughs> I think it's, I think the turnaround here where you are following this guy and then it turns out he's the bus driver who was supposed to kill these kids. I think that is great. I do too. I, don't I like it. it. And you know, this entire sequence has nothing to do with that. And that's also the brilliance of it. It's just him being tormented for this last segment. And then that's your little reveal at the end. Um, but this is where we really get to see Sam in action. Oh, this is my favorite segment of the whole movie. And like all the stuff happening here reminds me of Pet Cemetery with Gage and, and whatnot in the house. Yeah. yeah. Um, these, you know, and that's the thing about this movie is I feel like it's pulling influences from all these movies that I love. Yeah. Yet I don't feel I don't find it to be like a ripoff of any of these movies. No, I think they're I doing don't. something very unique. And kind of doing homage. it in the spirit of Halloween. Yeah, yeah, they feel like, like nods more than right. ripoffs. Uh, yeah, even Chucky. Hi, I'm Chucky. Wanna play? Yeah, that I got yeah. Chucky watching it this this last time. Uh, which, f- funny enough, like I never really thought of Chucky until I watched it recently. Like mm-hmm. I never made that connection, but then I was, I think because the Chucky TV show's on right now and it's fresh in my mind, I'm starting to think about it more. But um, Chucky's never really been my favorite horror icon yeah, he's no. kind of at the bottom of the list for me but but yes there's definitely chucky stuff going on here but all, any of the puppet work with the mask and whatnot all practical i mean i i don't even really notice any cgi in this movie man i'm thinking i don't think i remember any either i mean yeah it, unless it's just background stuff right yeah, yeah. i mean you would like that. I'm totally baffled by how much CGI is in movies today that we just don't even pay attention to. Yeah, you don't even yeah. realize it's there. <laughs> right. I mean, like, if you watch most of your Marvel movies, there's absolutely hardly any background. It's right. all digital. And Game of Thrones the same way, like House of yeah. House of the Dragon, like half that shit's not even there. Uh, but I forgot what I was even fucking talking about. Uh, no CGI. Um but yeah, all the, there was there's puppet work for all this stuff in Sam's face, and that was a big thing Michael Doherty also wanted to do. He wanted to do it as practical as possible, and with the budget that he had, like I think he did fantastic with keeping it keeping it uh, practical. Yeah, yeah, the effects are all greatness. Yeah. Everything I looks love, good. I love how the after you know he thinks there's somebody in his house. He gets upstairs, and yeah, dude, that's a creepy shot too of him looking up the stairs as he turns the light on, and somebody walks by and knocks the fucking light out. Yeah. You're like, whoa, what the fuck, dude? And, you know, you kind of creeped out and you hear the dog. <laughs> you know, like, shit, did he just... Now, that's the thing, man. Sam, why we hurting animals, man? Don't need to be hurting a doggy. The doggy didn't do anything wrong. Right. So, Agreed. But Agreed. I love the shot where you get in the room. Uh, Mr. Krieg left his vibrator on under the sheets. Uh, he was massaging the prostate earlier. Good God. Uh, <laughs> do, you think, do you think there's someone out there that actually masturbates with one of those? Ah, because it's going right. I don't want to. <laughs> but the, the shot of this lighting up in the corner that whoosh yeah pumpkin on fucking fire and then the everything trick-or-treat give me something goody on the walls the ceiling that shit happens when he gets his freaking achilles cut 
with the fucking razor. That is totally like you said. That is pet cemetery. cemetery. <laughs> yeah. Sam just walking out, you know, putting the hand up on the bed. And he's out there and he's just standing there and he's looking at it. And I love how he starts peeling it back. It shows him the fucking razor in the candy bar. Oh, dude, that's awesome. I love that shot. Dude, and every time I watch, oh, it hurts. Yeah, I was going to say, I, I love the uh, the candy bar with the razor blade in it. You know, just kind of playing and the and the candy on the stairs, like, uh, you know, with razor blades and needles. Just and kind nails. of, pl- yeah, playing with that, with with Halloween. Check candy. Yeah, check your candy, which they say, the principal says earlier. But yeah, the idea of like Halloween uh, legends. And Did you like guys that. notice that the candy bar Sam takes from principals from the principal's house is the candy bar knife? Yeah. No, I did not. It is. Oh, that's excellent. Yep. Mm-hmm. You can actually buy that at Spirit Halloween right now. Yep. So. And uh, yeah, I mean, you you see the old man eating the candy too that he's stolen, and the candy tastes bad. Like you don't know if it's got poison in it or whatever. So like. Any of this candy that anybody's got could be tainted in this town. I have a question. Where does the head tilt originate? Do we know? Does the head you tilt know? originate with Michael Myers? Uh, that's where I go to. I mean, that would probably be the first time I, I've seen it in a movie. Yeah, uh, you're right. Uh, or at least, yeah, this website is saying that the origin comes from Michael Myers. Uh, just trying to think. And this website is ran by someone who was born in 2001. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, Sam does the little head tilt, which is definitely creepy. And again, the fact that there's a kid in the costume and he's doing these movements and it, it makes it laugh, giggle. Yeah, and it's it. just it makes it that much more creepy with his movements. It's like, you know, I remember when Pet Cemetery came out, it was a big deal in my house because my mom hated the fact that a kid was killing people on that movie and the kid died in that movie and like that kind of shit creeped her out and to make a a quote-unquote icon for halloween out of a kid i mean that's ballsy because you know he's a murderous you know psychopath it's not really a kid i mean he's kid like he's childlike uh which is creepy well he's an old soul of a child but he's he's full of pumpkin guts all of these reveals for him are are some of the best things in this movie. The reveal of Sam's face. When he shoots him in the head and the, and the pumpkin innards come out. Yep. And then when he loses the hand, I love the scene with the hand, man. Like, sure. My favorite scene still is, was the scene that was right after this is when he's trying to get out the door with all the fucking glass buried in his hands because he fell down the oh, stairs. Yeah. And... Here he is, the zoom on Mr. Creed's face, and right up here, you see Sam come down the ceiling, and he's yeah. crawling behind him. And then you get the zoom out of the foyer, and he's right above him, looking down at him. And then he, I love that dude. I love that shit. And the C, <laughs> again, the CGI that was used there was just to paint out all the stuff holding the rig. They actually dropped a small person on a stunt double and filmed all that none of that was faked you you can't tell when he's on the back it, it is yeah. not a kid it's much it bigger yeah much bigger that he's somebody's on the back of mr creek when he goes to the floor most definitely yeah yeah i do love the the bloody hands where it just hurts to to even try to do the locks he's like it hurts so bad yeah that is a nice that'll get get creepy out a little bit but that scene when he's 
you cut back and you see him slide Looney Tunes, the fucking man, door. it's so good. <laughs> that shit, dude, I still remember the first time I saw that, dude. I, I was like, what the fuck? That was awesome. I just rewound it. Just to let go, boom. <laughs> Easily amused Jason over here. <laughs> he's, hey, he really hey. is. A, he really is like a werewolf. You throw him the ball, he's gonna come get it and bring it back. I want to do it again. I want to do it again. But yeah, I mean this this whole la last segment again, uh, based loosely on a Christmas Carol. He, he's the Ebenezer Scrooge. He hates Halloween. He's bah humbug about it. Is it because he offers, or is it because? He has candy that Sam decides to let him go, or does Sam know what's coming to him? That's where I have a little bit of a question. What do you mean? What's coming to him? The the kids from the rock, rock quarry. At the end of the movie. Oh, yeah, yeah. The other end of the movie. God, did you watch this movie? <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry. I I yeah, I blanked there. Yes, I see what you're saying. Uh, yeah, does he know that that's coming? You would think he does know. I mean, he was, at, he was at the rock quarry yeah. earlier. We found yeah. out, and uh, but it he, does he, it 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 makes you think that oh, you've survived because you offered you gave him an offering of candy. Like right. that, yeah. it, that's what it makes you think, and you think okay, old man is okay, because uh, he accidentally gave him candy, and that that stopped his attack. Yeah, yeah because he does. He stabs him with you know this. <laughs> And he, and I love how he pulls it out of the bag and it's whole. He bites it to turn it into this. Yeah. Yeah. And then stabs him with it. But because I mean, the, I mean, I know we, we just barely talk, dude, that whole scene with him on the floor, the face, the hands crawling across the floor, the way he looks and he puts it back together and then puts a bag on his head and he's creeping up to him. And then he bites the candy. Dude. I love that whole little sequence that everything with Sam right there in the end is phenomenal. Good. But yeah, like you said, he gets the candy bar, he takes it. He got he said, trick or treat, give me something good to eat. He got something good to eat. So he the door, I like how the door flies open, he walks out, it shuts, he leaves. You think it's over. Yeah. Right. And and the old man is starting to give out some candy now. He realizes there's rules here I need to follow, right? And again, subverting expectations. You think he just got out of a terrible situation only to be right back in a bad situation again. I, I I remember watching this movie for the first time and this blowing my mind when these kids show up. Like, I don't know what it was, if I wasn't paying close enough attention to the photos he was burning, all that stuff, but the fact that he is the bus driver was completely out of my mind. And at the end, I was like, wow, this is fucking amazing. <laughs> it does tie it up neatly. And it, yeah, I mean, everything about this movie just kind of works in the sense of storytelling. Is some of it boring? I guess we'll talk about that here in the next segment. But ultimately, I have a fucking blast watching this movie, dude. I, I, I love it. It's a, it's a staple at Halloween for me now. Because, again, I think after all this, it says later. Yeah. It has the thing later, and you get... Uh... The three little pigs come to trick or treat in his house. Mummy costume. You get a cutaway to little Billy sitting on the porch by himself, handing out candy. Uh, Rhonda's walking home. We see the werewolf girls. Uh, and then. Oh, wait. Then You're wait. saying it okay. says later? If it says later, then we have a fast forward and all that other stuff could have happened after the attack. Right. Before that happens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
So just say later. What we need to do is <laughs> go back and look and see if the girls are bloodied or if they still look the way and, they look. And their and their costumes are all messed up and shit. Because I think hair when they, I think when they cut to that scene, their hair's down and they look yeah, a little more I disheveled. They, I think me and Josh are right, and I think wow, you're having some new hours. memories now. I, I don't know. I don't remember. But yeah, I it is so, curious. Why, I'd like I, to look at the timeline. It would be an interesting. But yeah, it does. It does say later because I wrote that down where the other one said earlier. And then we get that back. But Sam's out there watching at the memory because he sees Mr. Creek that there he's looking out there and he's yeah. watching. And he then we get the cutaway of uh, Emma and Henry walking down the street at the beginning of the movie. And she blows out the fucking pumpkin and you just see the zoom in on Sam. And he's like, you're about to fucking die. You know, because that's where yeah. that ends. And he's going to go walk across the street and take care of her. And then we get Mr. Creed going in the house. The doorbell rings again. And he's got some extra trick or treat. Trick or treat. I love it. I love the fucking ending to this movie. I think it's great. It's a fun <laughs> um, end. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, there's nothing else to say. Let's get to our good, the bad, and the ugly. The good, the bad, the ugly. Jason, you can start. Oh, I get to go first. Okay. All right. Good. That guy, Sam, horror icon. He's only made one movie, and he's a fucking horror icon. <laughs> one movie, not our art made. Art, had, Art had to there. get two. Art, Art the clown had to do two Art to become to an icon. <laughs> Sam, but Sam is, is taking over Spirit Halloween. He's taking over my collection, Josh's collection. He's every fucking where. We love Sam. Uh, other than that, this is my second favorite Halloween movie behind John Carpenter's Halloween. Uh, as far as you're going to watch anything during the Halloween season, you're going to watch Michael Myers kill his sister. And then go on to terrorize Haddonfield, and then you're gonna. After that's over, I'm going to watch Trick or Treat, and then I'm gonna go watch Halloween too later, so I can finish up that night. But uh, love the practical effects of Sam. I love the way he looks in the movie. The bad, uh, kind of. There are some stories that drag on a little and have some dead spots to them, and uh, maybe they were just trying to fill in some time, like the whole part with the stranger in the alleyway kind of went a little too long. I think we could have just touched on it and just moved on a little bit faster or not even had it at all. Uh, and of course the kids being mean to Rhonda because she's different and pulling that practical joke on her. Like kids do. It's like they're being bullies to her because she is different. It is like that. It's not like that. It It, it is that yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you might say it is that I would go as I would reach out there and just say, yeah, they are bullying her. ugly. No ugly. I love this movie. No I mean, when, ugly. The perfect no, film. No, it's not the perfect film. I, I said I had some bad. <laughs> all, right. all right, all right, relax. I had bad. Now I could have said <laughs> no bad and no ugly, and then Eric would have tore my ass apart for it. Like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> Did you even watch this movie? Uh, fanboy. Uh, you are a fanboy. Um, but uh yeah, that's right. uh that's how I feel. I love this movie. Watch this movie every Halloween with your family if they you allow your kids to see nudity and hear a foul language. And, and a brief porn scene as well. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Slightly. That's why I didn't watch it with any of my kids uh, this go around. I looked up. I couldn't remember. I had to, you know, look up Kids in Mind. You ever use that? Or actually, they have it on uh, IMDb, too. They have, like, a, a breakdown of, like, 
you know what's in the movie like mm -hmm. sex wise that kind of stuff it's helpful for kids when you have kids um okay so uh i'll go yeah uh my good is sam uh and the skin rip uh, by the werewolves and the candy bar knife uh i added the candy bar knife after you got you jason you pointed out that was he took that from uh the principal guy um That's i pointed that out I just oh josh wanted, i just want the, excuse me i wanted sorry. to note that i pointed that out for the record i, I just kind of want to know something is are we getting two josh good and bad and the uglies because i mean you started out as josh are you still josh yeah. no i'm no longer josh oh you're no longer josh okay. he was never me god damn it there's only one josh <laughs> i wish i had a liquid death to drink <laughs> dude that's what that would have been perfect missed, missed the opportunity there all right carry um, on and uh, bad is Rhonda. Dude, I love Rhonda. Rhonda is bad. How could you not like Rhonda? Picking on that girl. E Eric is the bully of this movie. No. Eric is. No, no, no. <laughs> no. No. Uh, and uh, ugly is the dog dies. We assume. We assume. Well, my good is all the same shit you guys just said. Um, But one of my favorite things is the beginning of the movie when she blows the candle out on the jack-o'-lantern and you hear Sam go, <gasps> you know, you should be more careful. There are rules. Like he gasped, like you shouldn't fucking done that. Uh, like he's offended. Yeah. Like I <laughs> yeah. love that shit. And it gets me every time I watch this movie. <laughs> I, I do. Yeah. I just, what you do? I love it. Um, the shirt that Charlie's wearing that says, this is my costume. That's fucking good. <laughs> Um, the paper bag mask on the kid in the uh, school bus. Yes, <laughs> that's Pretty awesome. Creepy. Yeah. Um, and again, Sam, the werewolves, all that good stuff. Uh, I don't really have a bad for this movie per se. Nice. This is a segment where you're supposed to choose the good, the bad, and the ugly. It can be interpreted many ways. Okay, well, the bad and the ugly is I don't like that <laughs> Sam hurts dogs. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, that's true. I love Sam. I think Sam's awesome, but you, you know, I don't want to see Sam killing dogs. The dog didn't do anything. Hey, hey, but the dog was in on taking the candy from the kids. Yeah, the dog scared the children. Dog scared the kids and took their candy. But he was manipulated. He's got to be. He's got to pay. Pitbulls are bad dogs. Yeah. <laughs> no. Hey, 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 hey. No, we're saying he was that's, made bad. He, that's he what I'm saying. That yeah, dog yeah, yeah. was only taught to be bad. Yeah. I got you. I got you. I got you. Calm so down. yeah, sorry. Calm down. Take a, take a breath. Drink some more liquid death. Drink more liquid death. Calm down. You're starting to be Joe Pesci. All. Starting to drink Joe Pesci. <sighs> be Joe Pesci. You don't need a Snickers. You need a liquid death. Well, Eric brought up if we wanted to talk about what our favorite segment in the movie is. So do we want to pick our favorite segments? Sure. Eric, what was yours? Uh, the old man is my favorite. Uh, second would be the beginning segment with the couple in the yard. Uh, and then third would be the werewolves. Fourth would be the principal. Am I forgetting one? Oh, the kids. Fifth would be the kids. Kids are last. I think I could agree with Eric. Uh, I would go... Uh old man because we get a lot of sam in that yep. shot honestly no i would swap i would swap the werewolf in the beginning scene i think mm. i i liked i like the werewolf uh, that's I, I, josh is reading my mind we share the same brain i was gonna go old man werewolf the whole thing 
with that. Then the opening scene with uh, the married couple. Do you like the principal or the kids better? That's what I'm trying to decide. I, th- I would go principal and then kids. Ah, you just solidified Eric's claim that the kids is the worst story <laughs> in the Yes! <laughs> but it's, it's the best worst story. Because I like it all. It's, it's just the least. It's the least right, best. Yeah. It's the least best. <laughs> it's, it's it's the yeah the least best of them all. Well, happy Halloween, guys. Happy Halloween. I'm so happy, happy we Halloween. got to talk about this movie finally, and uh, it's it's a it's a great movie. If you haven't watched it, do yourself a favor. Watch it on Halloween. If not this year, next year, watch it at Christmas. Watch it whenever the fuck you want to. It's a great movie. It doesn't even have to be around Halloween time, but it should be watched around Halloween time. So let us know in the comments below if you like Trick or Treat. What do you think of it? What's your favorite segment in Trick or Treat? Uh, what do you think of Sam? All of that good stuff. Make sure you hit the like button, subscribe, hit the bell so you know when we're putting out new videos. We'll be back in November with some more movies and some more top fours. Till then, be kind. Rewind. Trick or Treat! Rewind. Oh. <laughs> Sorry. Trick or Treat. Smell my feet. Give me something good to eat. We hope you all get your candy that you want. Yes and werewolf boobs. <laughs> hey, look, look. Hey. Look, 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 you fits right in. Oh, <laughs> uh, hey, hey, hey. Uh, Lenor, I'm sorry about your mom, man, but she went out like a fucking boss. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> That's a good one, dude. That's a good one. I love it. I'm not going to be able to put away this background. <laughs> I'm going to. This is a new toy I have. We don't get copyrighted for that, do we? <laughs> oh, I don't know. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> we'll find out. Oh, oh Lord. Then we just but, have to put a still picture of Eric's face there. Sorry, copyrighted infringement. <laughs> This is so stupid. <laughs> it's hilarious. That's awesome. Oh, man. Oh, my God. This isn't the Hot D podcast, guys. <laughs> we talk about whatever you want. All right. Back to reality. Back to reality. But, uh, yeah, back to hot. reality. Oops, there goes gravity. <laughs> oh, my God. What the fuck just happened? Mom's spaghetti just happened. Mom's yeah, mom's spaghetti. spaghetti. <laughs>